This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 12 of the Wisdom by Wisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. This is Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. You can listen to Wisdom by Wisa on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Sophia, we know that knowledge is power. How is Wisa incorporating education into the Wisa markets? Right. So one way of implementing education into the program or the markets is through the product presentations, which we just implemented during the last January market in 2018. Uh-huh. What is the product presentation? So the product presentations are detailed, informative sessions by WESA members, so manufacturers and sales representatives. And all buyers are welcome to join in and to learn more about all the different products. We took great feedback, and so we decided to continue the presentations this year because getting tips and tricks from the pros directly will give all the buyers a great advantage in the retail environment. So it's really just a great way to learn from industry experts of funds and personal. Sure, absolutely. When do the product presentations take place during the market? The product presentations will be taking place on January 12th and 13th, which is the Saturday and Sunday of the January Wesson market. On Saturday, we have presentations scheduled every hour from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then again on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. And where can they find this information just to keep themselves reminded? The detailed schedule can be found in the directory, which was emailed out. And you can also find it on our website, westcentraryshow.com. Do you already know who will be presenting this year? Yes, the Outback Trading Company will kick off the series with a presentation on their stock investor, followed by companies such as Double Diamond, The Elgins, and Cripple Creek Collections. So we have presentations on a variety of product categories, from apparel to tack over jewelry and supplies. Awesome. Thank you, Sophia, for sharing such valuable inside information. And now let's speak with today's show guest, Ryan Vaughn. The Rios of Mercedes family of Western boot brands can trace its roots back to 1853, when the ancestors of the Rios family in Mexico made boots for the country's soldiers. Today, the company, now headquartered in Mercedes, Texas, markets boots under the Rios of Mercedes, Anderson Bean, Olathe, Macy Bean, Miss Macy, and Horsepower Brands. Ryan Vaughn, the company's executive vice president and general manager, joined the business back in 1999. Ryan joins us today to talk about what makes his company and his boots unique in terms of quality and also its retailer-only business model. 
Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us on Wisdom by Wisa. Glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Obviously, it's, a, it's great to talk to a brand that is well-known. I went through the, the company dates back to the 1800s. You weren't there then, but you were there in 1999, uh, as I recall. And a lot of things have happened with this company since that time, all for the benefit of retailers. I mean, you the business model has been to add brands. The business model has been to support the retailers. But one thing you and I talked about the other day, and I think it's worth uh, mentioning again, is your commitment to be a provider to the retailers and not a vendor to the consumer. Yes, sir. Exactly. That's, uh, you know, our, our, our brands do have a lot of heritage and we've been around a long time with Riesa Mercedes uh, being one of the first brands down here in South Texas and the Olathe boot company was one of the first boot companies with hire up in the Kansas area. And then we started Anderson Bean in the mid eighties, but all of our brands were, were, were built around family owned retail operations. And, uh, it was, uh, one of the things that, that really made who we are and built us. And so we, one of the things we just never wanted to lose focus on who, who brought us to the dance and that's retailers, especially family owned operations, single store and small towns that are serving their friends and neighbors and family members and have been for many, many years. And uh, they need a trusted partner to uh, bring them quality products, stuff they can be proud to sell. Cause most of these folks, whenever they sell a product, they're going to see that, that husband or that wife or that man or that woman at church next week or at dinner that night. And the last thing they want to hear is, man, you sold me a, a junky boot or a, uh, or a bad saddle. And so uh, we want to give them good quality products they can be proud of. And that's something that I was going to mention because I have seen this firsthand with your company. You you very heavily promote your retailers, and that's in a lot of different forms, and one of which is social media. The list of your retailers is also on your website, but on, on social media, I've noticed and I've been very impressed with how much support and recognition that you give to your retailers via your social media channels. You're constantly telling your personal fans on Facebook where your retailers are going to be. Say there's a booth right now at the AQHA World Show. And I think that's something very important that I've noticed with your brand that you guys continuously do. Yeah, I mean it's how we sell boots. We you know, we can uh we can make them all day long, but if they're not you know checking through off the shelves, so we need to we've got people who are looking for our products and can't find them and so we're constantly trying to tell them, "Hey, here's where you can get them." And you know, one of the one of the downsides of dealing with, you know, family-owned operations is they don't have an IT staff. They don't have somebody that can do the web development and great photography and I say some of them don't. And so that's really what we're trying to do for them is provide some of that infrastructure for them. And we just started a thing on our Anderson Bean site called AB Originals. There are some really creative people who are designing and building phenomenal looking boots, and but they don't have them on the web and they don't have much of a social media platform. And so we're really trying to throw that up there so our fans can find them. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, uh, you're right. It's it's very much the focus. We don't need customers. We need to have them be the customers. Have drive them to the customers. So, um, thank you for no, thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what we should mention all of the brands in your Rio, some Mercedes say family line of boots because there's multiple brands um, that you manufacture. 
Yes, ma'am. Yeah, here domestically in, in South Texas, uh, we build the Rio Sub Mercedes brand, um, which is in the factory right next door to me. And then in the factory where I office is uh, Anderson Bean and the Olathe brands. We build them in the same plant, but completely everything built from start to finish here in Mercedes, Texas. And then we do build a few of our price point brands uh, down in, in Leon, Guanajuato. Uh, we've been doing business down there for many years and in the leather side of things. Um, we try to buy and support as much as we can from our U.S. manufacturers, but there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of boot and shoe making here in the States anymore. And so when there's not a lot of that, then you have to go to where the suppliers are. And uh, so sure. thankfully, uh, Leon's an easy um, easy place to go because we uh, we all speak Spanish here and we do a we do a lot of business down there. And so we build our horsepower brand in Leon as well as Macy Dean and the Miss Macy uh, brand, which we launched a few years ago with Ladane Smith. And then we also have a couple of kids lines down there underneath those same brands. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've been able to, one of the things we've always wanted to do is if we're going to start a new brand, we don't want to ever bleed the quality across brand names. So you'll never be associated in, in, in Mexico with a Rios or Mercedes brand or uh, the Olathe brand mm-hmm. per se. So. Well, for potential retailers, as a consumer coming directly from me, I own a lot of different brands of your boots. I can say I personally have and wear uh, Macy Beans, Anderson Beans. I also have my favorite pair, which is a pair of Rio and Mercedes, and my husband wears Olay. We love um, every pair. We love every brand that we have and that we wear. Speaking of the Rio and Mercedes, they're a luxury boot. They are like wearing heaven on your feet. I don't know exactly how to eloquently say it. But I was so excited to get my first pair of real some Mercedes boots. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. They fit kind of like no other. And you may be able to allude to the fact of why that is. Yeah, you know, and some people some people don't find their fit in Rios, and that's you know, one of the things we we really push to our Rios retailers is if you you've got to work at it, you've got to really work to fit people, and you've got to have some sizes and widths, and 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 it's when you're going to spend six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars on a pair of boots, they need to be right, and uh, the Rios fit is you know it's a little bit more exacting, um, it's a little bit more precise in the throat measurements, and a little bit narrower in the arch. Our, our core customer is a competitive horse show a rider trainer somebody who uses those boots as a tool and so we build our boots with the guts in them uh, but especially for that competitive horse there's no laces on a pair of cowboy boots so when you're really going to get in the stirrup and you're going hard on a horse cutting or reining that boot can't you can't be sliding around in that boot it has to fit you really snug and so that's really the way we build those boots in Rios is you need to you need to really have to pull them on. But once they're in, boo, yes. you hit it. It really locks you in, locks your ankle in, locks you around the instep. Some people aren't used to that. You know, they're used to you know loose boots or loose right. tennis shoes or flip flops and things. And so it's not for everybody. But sure. when you do get that fit, then you're right. Exactly what you experience. You kind of yeah. have to get rid of a lot of stuff in your closet. <laughs> yeah, they're very. They fit your foot very snug. So they. You would say they're comfortable, durable, yet they're very classy looking. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thankfully, uh, thankfully you've experienced that. <laughs> That's right. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us, do you have anything new coming out for the January market? Okay. See, we've we've always got new developments and things. That's really what keeps us fresh and, and, and you know, in our kind of niche with our retailers is giving them just a we're a small enough company that our, a lot of leather suppliers are always coming to us with new and different things. We've got a, an elk program that we've been really working great with. We've got a few new finishes in that. Uh, what we did was we took a supplier up in Milwaukee 
that was buying uh, was selling elk for elk gloves, but the rear end, the hides of the rear end area are very thick and it was too thick for gloves. And so they've put a nice little program together. It's a really nice, heavy hide, but really soft. I mean, obviously it's glove leather. So very durable, and we've come up with some new finishes and that. And we're doing a lot of rough out. I actually just got back from the uh, Working Ranch Cowboy Association finals out in Amarillo. And, man, rough outs are everywhere and in oh. pretty bright colors. A lot of uh, yeah. pig, squin, pig skin rough outs. We bought a, a big lot of, uh, of pig skins recently from uh, Wolverine. It also has tanneries in addition to footwear. And we bought some really neat pig skins, uh, suede's. Uh, that I'm real excited about. And believe it or not, we think uh, we're going to be seeing some colors on, on the vamp and the foot leather. So uh, there are some guys out there wearing red, red suede and even a pink suede for a cancer yeah. ribbon night. And yeah. But new finishes on our fish. The I'm sure you've seen that stuff. The Arapaima, yeah. Pirauku is just crazy how popular that is. Uh, so we've come with a few new finishes in that. We're doing a lot of exotics, a lot of ostrich finishes, a lot of elephant. Um, we've been had pretty nice... Uh, Nice little business in in the hippo recently. Uh, we've been getting some nice deliveries, and you know it's a uh, it's a lot of the bigger companies can't get enough of it to to do large volumes that they need to do, and so we tend to have a nice little niche in those markets. So I'm always always got something special, something new. So I can't can't give you all of my trade secrets. You'll have to come <laughs> no. in January. That's right. Well, and coming from the fashion world, what I heard from part of that was maybe you just gave the retailers a little bit of insight into a trend forecast for this coming year. And that just sounds like rough out. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for, for, for years, it was actually a, a joke. One of our retailers said, uh, said, well, I guess I better, uh, I guess I better look at putting some rough out boots. I've finally got them off the closeout rack. And uh, it seemed like every time we'd try a rough out or try a suede, they just wouldn't sell and they'd go to the closeout rack. But, uh, it is definitely here and looks like it's going to be here to stay for a little while. So, um, uh, yes, definitely keep an eye out for that. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to let Mike jump in here because I know he wanted to talk to you a little bit about the changes that you've seen since you joined the company in 1999. Am I on the right track, Mike? You are, but I have another question. Uh, we've talked a lot about your Western boots, but with you now have two women's lines, which are are, are, are great lines, but on behalf of the retailer, you've now given them two new products to market in a side by side with the Western boots. Talk a little bit how you see the women's market. Yeah, you know, um, obviously there was about a eight to ten year run when women's business was just on fire, and when mom's buying, she's usually buying boots for her husband, and she's usually buying boots for her kids, and whenever that kind of fell out of. Uh, trend and out of fashion it sure kind of hurt all over but we're definitely seeing that coming back and uh, what what we actually saw was a lot of ladies who were buying uh, the fashion boots whenever the fashion kind of went down they came back and bought western boots they bought they they bought another pair of their riding boots that they had not been really focused on the, you know the past five or six years because they wanted to put all their money on these cool new blingy boots and so our our miss our macy bean brand which is geared a little bit more to the horse uh, young ladies riding horses, barrel racers, and and that set actually has been very strong the last three or four years. But uh, Ladane Smith joined our team a few years ago, and uh, she launched the Miss Macy brand, and very urban, very crossover uh, looks. Um, and she's she's really built a nice business, and uh, it's uh, one of those things. They, people say, why do you need so many brands? And a lot of it is, we, you know, we 
we, we, when you can identify a niche and, and you really want to, you really want to take care of the customer. And that was what Ladane really showed us is what that crossover brand can do. Ladane has tremendous amounts of customer service and the following because of that. She takes care of the small boutique accounts like they are a million dollar account. And there's a lot of the big companies and even us. I mean, I can tell you that, you know, those five pairs here, six pairs here, single pairs overnighted and rushed, it's, it's hard to stop what you're doing when you're running a factory and go take care of them. And Ladane makes them feel like they are king or queen of the world. And that, that really means a lot. And so we've, we've learned a lot from Ladane on that. And, and styling is, uh, styling is king when you're dealing with those, that fashion world. So she does an amazing job. And then a, a different question. If I am a re- maybe I'm a new retailer, there are new retailers come on from time to time. What do you look for in a retailer to bring them into your distribution channel? We want you to care. Uh, we really, you know, it's uh, we're, our our brands are not like the uh, the Justins and Tony Lamas and Ariots of the world, where everybody knows and it's just going to be open your doors and people are going to come in there. You've got to work at it. Uh, you've got to work at selling up your customer and and getting them into the into the better product sometimes it, it takes takes some work uh and you need to pay your bills <laughs> but uh but, but no i mean in, in all reality is 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 we're looking for partnerships and that's really what i've kind of decided that we can't give the same amount of co-op monies we can't give the same amount of discounts and terms and things as a lot of these big companies but i can tell you we're going to be the best best darn partner there is and that's backing up our product and our service and doing what we say we're going to do. And, and if we don't, then we're going to make it right. And that's what we hope for in our retailers. And we're looking for a new retailer is we're not looking for a, a six or 12 or 20 pair order and then never see you again. I'm 40 years old and I plan on doing this for another 20, 30 years. And so we're looking for, for people who are really wanting to, to service and take care of customers and, uh, and to build a relationship to them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there's a lot more of those coming down the line. We, uh, we're seeing some second and third generation, some younger kids coming into the family businesses, and that excites me a lot. Well, that's great. And Casey actually uh, did refer to something that I was curious about. You came in the business in 1999. We're in 2018. What major changes and differences have you seen in the boot and Western footwear industry from when you first set foot in it? Um, well, it shows in our inventory, especially in the way we do businesses, you've got to have a lot of inventory and, and, uh, and the retailers really depend on us a, a lot more to have the products, uh, at least if not in stock that they can get them quicker. And, and that, you know, whenever we I started in 99, we had zero finished goods, which means every boot we made when we finished it, we shipped it and invoiced it. Now we've got Oh, 35, 40,000 pairs in our distribution center across the street. And not to mention leather inventories. I mean, just a lot of the core of what we do here domestically is building exactly what that retailer needs. And that's a guessing game. And so whenever you're trying to stay fresh all the time and have new things as you end up, you know, carrying stuff for longer than you want. So you've got to, got to constantly have, uh, have inventory turning, uh, but you end up holding a lot more inventory to have that type of stuff at the right time. But I uh, really, you know, to be a, to be the best partner, you've got to have the product for the retailers and, and when they need it. And uh, so I think that's, that's probably changed a lot of it. And I think the, the advent of new exotics and new, a lot of finishes, it just seems like whenever I joined the company in 99, there was 
four elephant colors and, you know, really five or six main ostrich colors. Cayman had three or four, and now you've got just amazing amounts of oil pull-ups and you've got glaze finishes and matte finishes, and you've got two-tone finishes and all of the fish skins that we're doing, and it's just a lot, you know, the, the tanneries have gotten a lot better and a lot of the stuff they're doing and really up in their game. So um, really gives the, gives the customer and the retailer a lot of ways to be unique. Well, uh, that's a great uh, a great perspective from 1999 to today. We could talk about this for a long time, but I think we've probably taken enough of your time. If there's anything else you'd like to add as we're chatting, please feel free. If not, we'll let you get back to the boot business. Oh, I think, you know, obviously y'all are doing a great job with this podcast. I'm so, so proud to be a part of WESA in this Western industry. I mean, the the best part of this job is the people we get to work with. I mean, the people in our industry are just good people. You're not going to get rich doing what we're doing, but you can sure be proud of it. And uh, the the market does an incredible job. They're always taking good care of us. Um, and we're excited about the changes, about the new things. We know the board's leading us in the right direction. Uh, looking for the best of our interest in this move to Dallas and wherever it takes us, whatever we're going to do, we're going to keep working to serve our retailers. And I hope the retailers will continue to, to come and support our industry and support our markets because uh, we can't do it without them and they can't do it without good quality products. And so hopefully we can continue to work together to do that together. Well said, and thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay. Thanks, Bye-bye. Ryan. <laughs> Bye, Casey. Bye, Mike. Appreciate Bye-bye. It. The show notes and the link from today's show can be found at the website wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. We have a contact link on the website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. Just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.